bro, 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 Daniel Bryan is the 9-11 of WrestleMania 30. <laughs> it's a joke, right? Oh, but yeah. out of context, that shit sounds terrible. Heel Nakamura is best for business. The uh, Nutcracker Prince or whatever you want to call him. I'm <laughs> all great. About, I'm all about That's it. That's a t-shirt. Well, he was right about this. Well, of course he was, man. He also predicted three other things to happen with that same prediction. Like... Bro, 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 bro. Say hello to the bald guy. And bow down to your king. This is Drive-By. Welcome, welcome everyone, and thanks for checking out what we do. I, of course, am Mike Tudor Marcus, and with me, as always, my partner in crime, the other half of this delicious duo, none other than... King of Nerds, Mike Forrest. What's up, Mike? What is happening? We got the freaking modern-day Mike Araja, the <laughs> guru of grappling gab, and the near-fall narcissist himself here together again for the first time. Not really, though. Not really. For first time in a week. Uh, I am currently recording in a monsoon, so I apologize if there is poor audio quality. Rain makes a lot of noise where I'm recording at, and you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, shit happens, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I can't afford like a big soundproof studio. Uh, that'd be nice, though. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> All right, Mike, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I, I guess we'll just roll into it, man. Uh, one of the biggest things, at least in the WWE universe that came out this week, was the fact that Aleister Black is hurt. Uh, I believe it happened in a house show match with Tomasa Ciampa. I believe he actually crushed him on the rope and, and whatever. Obviously, he didn't catch himself, do the bump correctly, whatever. He is injured. I don't know anything other than that. But, of course, they are playing this off on TV uh, that he was attacked in the parking lot. He's out so for wait. takeover, man. So, wait. You're telling me he wasn't really attacked in a parking lot? Uh, no. He was totally attacked in a parking lot. So, wait, so, wait, wait. So, like, right, right, sure he wasn't. So, like, Steve Austin wasn't really hit with a Hummer either? Yeah, he totally was hit with a Hummer. Okay, well, man. And Vince McMahon died when a limo exploded. Yeah, I don't know how he came back from that one. Zombie blood, dude. It's in the family. Come on. Vince, I feel like as long as there's a particle left, can regenerate. <laughs> He's like a starfish. Yeah, a like as brain. long as there's like a piece <laughs> left, Vince can regenerate. That's a fair, fair thought and fair theory. I think we'll go with that. And actually, another theory. Not come. Not come this is a little off topic, man. But should the NXT superstars possibly file like a? unsafe work environment. I mean, that's what, like two or three people that's been attacked and injured in a parking lot now? Dude, it w- there's storyline potential there. Yeah, I mean, Hideo Tommy, Aleister Black, wasn't, there was Look, somebody this place else. place is horseshit. There. Y'all gotta get some I'm, fucking... I, I, hey, I, here's the deal. Yeah. Why did the cameras always catch the end of it? Maybe just I, keep a well, camera out there in the parking at area. At this point, 
at this point, there needs like a, a permanent like HD security camera that they can just go to because obviously that is a damn dangerous place. Damn dangerous place. We're off topic, but anyway, security guards maybe even. I mean, actual helps, security but... guards too, not like Ohio Valley wrestling guys in yellow shirts. <laughs> Absolute truth. Now. This, of course, Mike, is going to change SummerSlam, TakeOver, Brooklyn, NXT. Because the main event was, or I would assume the main event was going to be a triple threat between Johnny Gargano, Aleister Black, and the reigning NXT champion, Tomasa Ciampa. So, I mean, what do you think? Do you think we're just going to now have this as a one-on-one, which is kind of what some people were yelling for or is this going to be a straight up uh, or could there be a surprise instead of a straight up match uh, I'll be honest um, I'm not a fan obviously ever when someone gets hurt Oh yeah. but I think Aleister Black getting hurt was the best case scenario for this story they're telling because they're telling the story of Johnny and Tomasa who somehow right. wanted to include the NXT title in it. So now we've got Aleister Black in there. You know what it reminds me of is, it would have meant so much more if Chris Benoit winning the title wouldn't have just been like him being the side store to HBK and Triple H's people. It, that's right, how I right, felt right, about right. this. Like, it always felt like Benoit, yeah, he, didn't he win the Rumble that year? I believe so. I believe he won the Rumble and had the right to choose, but still ended up being a triple threat match because, what, they didn't think Benoit had the star power, I believe. But it always felt like he was shoehorned into a feud, even though he should have been the star. And that's kind of how I felt about this triple threat match. Like... Aleister Black got shoehorned into this feud, even though he should be the fucking star. He's the NXT champion. Right. Like, they wanted... And then, since they wanted the title involved in this feud so bad, now we have to do this three-way. And I just didn't... These two guys are going to have a much better singles match. A great singles match is always better than a great triple threat, right? To me, I'm sorry. That's just, like, my personal opinion on that. If you disagree, that's fine. But to me, a great singles match that tells a story is better than a great triple threat match. I don't care what your triple threat match is. Yeah, and I think I, I under I completely understand. Especially what you're saying. this story. It's way, it, yes, and it's way. E- I don't even want to say it's way easier, but it's. I'm trying to think of a way to phrase without sounding insulting. You have a better chance of putting on a memorable match with three people doing all the work, if, if that makes sense. Whereas you have one-on-one, you can have a better match that... I'm really fumbling this ball here. When it's one-on-one, it's more work for each guy because there's only two guys. Yeah, and you, so you it's don't have harder. to worry. You don't have to worry about getting three guys' spots in. Right, but, but at the same time, it's more work, so it's harder to necessarily have that match it can stand out because you've got to do you got to tell a bigger story because there's two guys instead of three 
with three guys, you can spread that shit out. Does that make sense? You get what I'm yeah, trying to say? Yeah, I get what you're saying. You're saying physically it's less of, yes. of a toll yes. and it's easier so, for them. But is that... Here's the thing, though, man. This is fucking acting. Essentially, right. at the end of the day, right? So does an actor back away from... Do they care that they have to put in more work because they're the star? No. I don't think... No, it's, it's just like as long as their body thing. can take it. Yeah, so I don't think that that's like really... Like, no disrespect, I don't think that's a valid argument in this. I think that, like, as okay. a wrestler, you want more of the show. You want more of the work. Fuck yeah, give me more of the fucking workload. Yeah, Let you should, absolutely. So I, absolutely. Don't, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't think, as far as they're concerned, that probably accounts into this. And uh, it's just going to, they're just going to tell a better story. And that's not, it's right. going to be a better match. And that's no disrespect to Aleister Black, because guess what? I think Aleister Black's going to come back, and he's going to get a rematch for his title. And... It's going to be a better match than this, too. Any combination of these guys as a singles match is going to be better than this triple threat match would be. Yep. yep and we're going to get a just... lot of these. We're going to get one of each of them, maybe, and we're probably still going to get this triple threat match. So we're getting everything and more. Yep. And that actually brings me to a, a, a thought, Mike. And I've kind of thought this over and over, and, you know, I don't think... I'm not saying they wouldn't. They totally would. And I don't necessarily think it's it's the best thing to do but to kayfabe and fake an injury. Is there any chance that this isn't a legit injury and that this is just a way to, just like you said, not shoehorn him in, take him out, and then bring him back when it means more? Uh, when this first happened, I was alerted to this by the high five and MFR. And right. we were talking about it, and I thought it was kayfabe. I really did. I was like, oh, he really got attacked backstage. Okay. Uh, and the MFR was like, oh, I hate this. And I thought immediately, this is brilliant storytelling. You've removed him from the equation completely and have now allowed this story that you've been telling for months on end to culminate in a title match. At, right. At... Uh, probably the biggest NXT show of the year. I think that the NXT Brooklyn tends to be the biggest show. It's their home. Yes, it's their it's, home it's theater. It's their WrestleMania. Yes, it's their WrestleMania. Even the WrestleMania weekend show pales in comparison to this. This is generally their right. biggest show of the year. So you basically like just cemented the feud. They just did what they do in, on the main roster, man. This is the WrestleMania, mm -hmm. and the story they've been telling for the last year and a half is going to culminate for the title at their WrestleMania. That's yep. And so yeah, is there a possibility? Sure, yeah. I immediately thought it was kayfabe. And I mean, like, granted, we did the whole attack in the parking lot angle for TV, quote unquote. That does not see it. If there's one brand in WWE, and this is not to insult the brands across the board, but if there's one brand that I think would have enough foresight. To fake a injury at a live event to then kayfabe an injury on TV in a parking lot, it's NXT and Triple H, right? Most definitely. So, I, I don't know. And we're probably still giving them too much credit, and it's probably, unfortunately, a legit injury. And if so, let's just say, I guess we wish Aleister Black a speedy recovery, and I'm not happy he's hurt, but I'm almost excited about how this now can extend the story and bring it to a whole new level to be quite honest 
Yeah, as long as they don't add a third person, huh? <laughs> yeah, so you don't, like, think, like, EC3 or Matt Riddle's going to jump in there, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, man. You know what, though? I wouldn't be surprised if they, oh, well, we got to, we're going to have a tournament. Fill that spot. We're fill that spot. I so, I, 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 guess we'll, I guess we'll leave it with this, Mike. Who do you like? I know it's early for predictions, but who do you like in this, man? I think you gotta go. The fact that it was a triple threat, I would have a different answer probably. But I think you have to go Johnny Wrestling, don't you? Doesn't this have to be the time? I think so. Like The biggest been, show of the year? It's been... Yes, and that's the thing. You have to, like... You have to think of this. The NXT show at WrestleMania is... Everything's overshadowed by WrestleMania. So, these guys and girls... And it's been stated by people in the company. They look at the SummerSlam NXT show as kind of their WrestleMania. So this is, yes, this is the biggest show of the year. It makes total sense to crown Johnny Wrestling Champion. It makes total sense for the story they've been telling. You know, he got his win. He took a loss. And he's going to get his win back. Just so he can probably give that back belt back to Ciampa at a later date. Or to Black at a later date, however it works out. He probably loses it back to Black at the triple threat that eventually happens. Yeah, and this is just a beautiful continuation of an awesome story that now, you know, a, a shitty situation with an injury, but still, we're, we're going to make the best out of this, and I have no doubt of that. And I'm excited about it, man. And I, I think... I think you're right, man. I think it almost has to be Johnny Wrestling. Although, if it's not, I'm not going to be mad about it. Yeah, I'm right on either way. Johnny Wrestling, I think, is the better story for me, personally, to be told. But either way, either way, I I trust what they're doing. I have faith in the process. Absolutely. Uh, I, I just... I think, and we're definitely going to break down SummerSlam. Uh, well, we're almost, what, a week away now. So we're going to break down SummerSlam a little more. But I just think this is probably one of the bigger things that we heard about this week in pro wrestling was the fact that it played out and he was definitely out from uh, NXT TakeOver. Real quick before we wrap up, Mike, um, not necessarily especially when you hear this breaking news, but you did bring it up before we... Uh, got on this call Renee Young doing a guest spot on Monday Night Raw this week filling in for Jonathan Coachman this is a historic thing I don't know and you can correct me if I'm wrong but I don't know that a woman has ever done a full announcing gig for an entire episode of Monday Night Raw I'm not 100% on this either but I don't think so no I don't recall I feel like I'd remember that yeah, I feel like I would too. So, a props to Renee. I hope I she does a very good job. I feel like they would talk about it all the fucking time had it already happened. Yeah, yeah that's a very valid point. <laughs> it would definitely make sure. Like, we would that know that, that woman's name, before. dude. Like, yeah, yeah we would You're know. Right. They'd know. So, no, they've never done it before. Ever. Yeah, we just This has never happened, question. ever. 
So I'm excited to see it. And let me throw this out here, then we'll wrap this up, Mike. Is this possibly like a? I mean, I I already say this is definitely a tester to see probably how she sounds and if they could put her on the uh, announcement team for uh, Evolution. But is there any chance that if she really knocks this out of the park, because she's the best interviewer they have, she knocks this out of the park? You think there's any chance that they slide her in and slide Coachman out? Um. I could see it for diversity's sake, you know. But yeah, absolutely, I could also see a place where they'd want to have a black man and a woman on the same show. So they slide Michael Cole out. I I don't know what you do. I think force too there's many. Been, but honestly, Ben. Even if Cole's out, Cole's still going to SmackDown. You know what I mean? No, I don't know. There's been a lot of talk. That Cole kind of wants to step away and do some backstage stuff. Well, um, well, Cole wants to do that, then then yeah, she's an easy slide in for that. And to be honest, diversity with you, that actually makes a that makes it. I think she would fit in that Cole role a lot better than she would the Coachman role, if that makes sense. Yeah, because Coachman is a dick sometimes. <laughs> well, and just the fact and that Cole, Cole is, like, is always the so, straight like, guy, yeah. the information giver, you know. Cole's always, just going, yeah, just a person who has information to give to you. And I think it would be a lot more entertaining coming from Renee. No offense to Michael Cole. I think he, as much as people hate on him, he does a pretty solid job. Hey, all. you know what, man? For being the third or fourth Todd Pettengill, he's really done well for himself. <laughs> oh. Fair enough. Guys, stick around. And, and while we're on break, enjoy this little uh, little audio clip that hit the cutting room floor from last week's episode. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, enjoy. I don't mean that in any disrespect, but he was the guy that kept you there in between commercials. And that, yep. I think, takes a lot of skill. I would agree. I would agree with all of that. Now... Where where we have an issue, and this was caught by a lot of dirt sheets and sites and whatnot, but it just really rubbed me the wrong way, that's for sure, is New Jack of ECW fame, uh, if you want to call it that. Put it in quotes when you say it. <laughs> yeah, definitely put that in quotes. But, you're saying quotes but New there. Jack of ECW fame... Uh, Oh my god, hold, Mike, hold on. My fucking warehouse guy is out here talking as fucking loud as possible when he knows I'm out here recording shit. <clears throat> I just want to punch people right now. Not that, I mean, it's a parking lot, but Jesus, like... You don't. You're supposed to be fucking inside doing your warehouse job, not talking to people as they leave from work to go to their car. Anyway, <clears throat> real world kayfabe. We just broke kayfabe. <laughs> That'll be gone. Anyway, uh, okay. Where are we at? Fuck.
Welcome back, everyone. Mike, I mentioned it to you before we recorded, and I know this, we were going to talk about All In, but before we get into the All In talk, hey man, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling sold out Madison Square Garden. Hey, just to give everyone a heads up, it just started raining at my place, so you're going <laughs> to so hear rain on my end also. I apologize. Here we man. go. It's... It's a episode in a monsoon, man. What what do you want? This has not happened. This is not something we're unfamiliar with. Right. <laughs> so all in sold out, huh? Well, all in's been sold out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Supercard. Supercard. Uh, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that one. That one sold out. Well, duh. Did anyone <laughs> think this thing wasn't gonna fucking sell out? These guys are crushing. Well, they are, and it's a combined show. You don't just have Ring of Honor. You don't just have New Japan. You have both companies coming together to do the show. And I'm not, not taking away from them. That's not why I'm saying it that way. I'm just saying it's a combined show in a city where wrestling fans are already going to be. Rabid wrestling fans. I actually... Fans. I actually feel like, and again, I'm not trying to throw shade, but I feel like the all-in, like selling out, is a way bigger deal than this. All-in, especially when you consider it sold out in 30 minutes. Yeah, I think all-in also is a bigger deal. Granted, it's basically all the same people, but it doesn't—it <laughs> doesn't have any kind of branding or backing to it. So that's pretty impressive, and it's the fact that right. there's—it's not a promotion. It's some guys that just called all their friends. That's essentially exactly what it is. Like, could you imagine putting a show together and just calling people you know and selling ten thousand tickets? Like, I show yeah, that's unreal. Show for anything for for bands that you know, for like comedians that you know, anything like that. It's literally your friends. And you just do that. It's impressive, man. Hey, we're going to do a show. We're going to try something. Do you want to be part of it? Yeah, it sounds dope. Because why wouldn't you? Right. And I think the fact that they've also got StarCast going on also makes it more impressive. Yeah, and, and that's something I want to talk about. We have StarCast. We have we all We are not. We were not invited to StarCast. <laughs> We were not Just in case you were wondering, we were definitely not invited to StarCast, but... Maybe, maybe next year. Next year, next year maybe we'll even apply. So... Yeah, you never know. I think you just had to be invited, though. So maybe next year. Maybe. Maybe next year. That's like a goal, huh? That's a goal, huh? Yeah. Maybe not even... I think that's a solid goal. Let's say 2022, right? Does that seem fair? That's like that's. I think that's. That's four years. More than fair. Three years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So by twenty twenty two, we want to be on Starcast. Goal. Okay. That's a goal. I think we should put that on our board. That's our hashtag. Hang it in our room. Starcast twenty twenty two. Let's start it. It's our new hashtag. I'm gonna put it. I like it. Yep. I'm gonna put it up on my goal wall. <laughs> right next to your picture of Ryback and the book, the gift. Right. Yep. Right next to it. Or, I'm sorry, The Secret. I fucked that up. Yeah, and a fucking super sweet, tweaked out Hummer H2. No, not really. (laughs) So, 
Anyway. We got a picture of Phil Anselmo giving you a dirty look also. That'll work. I like it. Um, Starcast, all in. This is kind of, this is, this is the, this is something I noticed and I just kind of wanted to bring it to you and get your opinion on it, man. I was really like, I, I was hoping and, and we kind of figured, especially when they started making the announcements and then when they asked and I can't off the top of my head think of who they asked, but they asked the different people to be commentators and this, that and the other, blah, 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 that they were obviously going to stream this some way. Yeah. I mean, they said, and, right. We forgot to talk about this when it happened. I mentioned it. I made a big deal of it in our group chat. I even mentioned that we needed to talk about it on the show, and then I was running that show, so I forgot. But it was when <laughs> I was doing the, um... Oh, shit. Which New Japan show was it? Dominion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about Dominion. I was giving the recap of that. The Bucks actually walked over to Don Callis, who was doing the English commentary. And what day is all in again? Oh, Whatever. September. I can tell you. So they said to him, hey, you got anything going on on that date? And he said, no, I don't have anything going on. And they said, good, we could use a commentary guy. September 1st. September 1st. So do you got anything going That's on September 1st? Was, wrong. He said, no, I don't have anything going on. They said, good, we need a commentary guy. You in? And he was like, yeah, I'm in. So they said right then, at Dominion, Don right. Callis is doing fucking commentary. And there's no reason to ask for commentary if there's no uh There's show, no right? show. What's he going to do commentary for the audience that's live? My wife was mind blown <laughs> by that, by the way. <laughs> there was no when commentary. When we went to, uh, yeah, what did we <laughs> go? Lane? Yeah, when we went to Fast, Fast Lane. Lane and it started, she was like, so where are the guys talking? I was like, oh, they're right down there. Because we were sitting uh, kind of behind commentary-ish, uh, mm-hmm. except farther back. And she was like, so you just you just what? You just watch the matches and listen to people talk when they come out? I was like, yeah. She was like, well, that seems kind of boring. And I was like, just, just, just shut up and watch the fucking show. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, there's like, what's he gonna do? Commentate to a to an arena? That's stupid. <laughs> so, I, of course, you're waiting for the official announcement, and I saw the Starcast thing, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna be on Fight TV." It's like 40 hours of seminars and everything to do with wrestling podcasts ever, except for Drive By. That's pretty much what Starcast is. Pretty is much. Totally awesome. Are, is NAI there? Ah, yes, they are. Well, they fucking better be, huh? <laughs> so, when I... S- you know, I'm sitting here in my own little world, talking to you guys, talking about wrestling, and I'm kind of, like, getting my fingers crossed, like, man, I really, really do hope... You know, I know they are. I really do hope they stream all in, because I really want to see this. Not because, like, I have... You know me, like I'm a WWE guy through and through, and I don't hate on other stuff. I like other stuff, but I don't invest time in other product other than, I mean, I watch Being the Elite, you know, keep up with the Young Bucks, and that whole side of it. I will, if, if you say, hey, Mike, you got to check this match out, I'll check the match out. That's the extent of what I can get into. 
So it wasn't like, I gotta see this match, I gotta see that match, or I gotta see this guy, or that guy's gonna be an all-in. I just like the concept, right? Right. So, they announced StarCast, and I'm probably gonna be off on this, but I think the price for the weekend package on Fight TV from StarCast, when it first was announced, was like, I wanna say like 179 And they're like, well, it includes a $20 credit to future Fight TV purchases, it uh, includes a part of the ring mat from the All In show, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, that seems ridiculous to me. That's just a lot of money. A lot of money. You know how many fucking toys that is? That's a lot, and that made me worried, man. I'm like, man, if it's if the podcast part That's of this at least thing, seven Mattel WWE Elite action figures. Yeah, easy. And I'm like, you know. If the podcast part of this is that much, I'm almost kind of concerned about what All In might cost. But then I heard, you know, they're probably, uh, I could be, I could be wrong, but I kept hearing on Conrad shows, the price drop, the price drop. And now it's selling for seventy nine ninety nine for the uh, StarCast All Access whatever on Fight TV, which is better, but still, in my opinion, man, Especially when it comes to podcasting. Like, nobody pays for podcasts. So to pay... Fuck it, they don't. (laughs) Yeah. So to pay for a video version of a podcast for a weekend, when it's that much money, just... I don't know, man. It's just... I just... I'm like, ah, I don't know about all this. Uh... That's just a bit too steep for my blood, you know? When you know all these guys are just going to play their shows as episodes. So Yeah, and I mean... Like, if I want to watch the NAI guys, they're going to play the episode, and it's a podcast, man. I listen to these guys anyway. I don't really... Right. Do I need to see it? Here's the thing. I'm super interested in it. Yeah, me too. Like, would I love to see the roast of Bruce Pritchard? Absolutely. If I are we gonna get to see that? Probably probably not. not. And if I, dude, if I was a single man, I'd buy this. That's straight up. Right. If you have a wife, if if I didn't have to explain to my wife that I was spending eighty dollars to watch motherfuckers talk about wrestling for forty in your house for forty a whole weekend. I'm going to yes. stay in my house and watch wrestling. And not just watch wrestling. Watch dudes talk about wrestling. And watch dudes, right. and watch dudes talk about talking about wrestling. Right. Right. And, and I mean, it's a hard sell. And she's so going to look at brings... me with that look that wives give husbands sometimes that says, I can't believe I ever let you put your fucking gross wrestling nerd penis inside me ever (laughs) and you know when you get that look too you're like fuck I went too far I went full nerd I went full nerd so yeah so yeah nah man single me yeah fuck it let's blow 80 bucks on this I'd probably get a buddy to come in on it with me 40 and 40 like if we were both single I'd be like Mike come hang out at my apartment for the weekend we'll both throw down 40 bucks and we'll watch this shit all weekend. Right on. We'll get drunk on whiskey and order wings. It'll be great. 
But like I can't that do that now. I have a house. <laughs> I have things. And notice I said apartment specifically in this scenario. <laughs> yeah. Because exactly. if you have a house, even if you are single, you still don't have 40 hours today. And let's be honest, it's not just 40 hours, man. Like this is fucking up your whole day. Like you're gonna start watching this. The thing runs. Let's say it starts at noon and runs until like nine, probably. Like. Yeah, that's your whole day. Your morning, what are you going to do in the morning? You know you're not doing shit in the morning. You're not. You're, yep. you're, you're not. You're getting some breakfast. You're maybe going to cut the grass. That's all you're getting done for the weekend is the thing you do the first morning. And then the whole everything, rest of everything is just shot. Yep. thing ends at 9, you're not doing anything after that. You're laid up on the couch at that point. You've been drunk all day. Watch fucking people talk about wrestling. No, yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, man, single me in an apartment... Single me in a house, no. Married me in a house, fuck no. Fuck no. Well, and I'll even throw this one to you, man. I know you're a fan of something to wrestle with, as am I. I have a lot Love of friends it. that are fans of Was listening to it podcast. right before we got on the phone. But here's the thing, man. Something else to wrestle with was on the network, and I've only seen, like, bits and pieces of a few episodes here and there because I can't do it when I'm at work. It's a watch thing. You have to sit and watch. And it's not only a harder sell, especially when you have a wife or you have a wife and kids, but at the same time, it's a, it's a time commitment. And you can't do other things while you're doing that. So I just, I thought, man, the, the price amen. is steep. The price is steep for this, but hey, they'll sell stuff. They'll make money. Good for them. But There's it lots me to, of guys that I just described. By the way, single dudes that live in apartments that are going to like get together and split this and hang out for the weekend and drink beer and eat pizza all weekend. <laughs> Shit, might be oh, like yeah. four or five dudes get together, throw down fucking uh, 30 bucks, you get the whole everything all for the whole weekend, man, and yep. you just chill and hang out. Shit, this is something I'd have done. This is something I have done. Like, not this specifically, but like have horror movie marathon weekends with my dudes when we were single and in our 20s like this is just oh video game weekend we're just gaming out all weekend pick up a case of beer and bring it over like yeah so yeah man I would totally be down for this but not like me with responsibilities and like adulthood right (laughs) right but there's plenty of those guys it's gonna make lots of money it's definitely gonna make lots of money this brings me to the, the real crux of this man and this is all in it is streaming on Fight TV and it's $40 which is cheaper than pay per view sure but here's the thing I don't care enough to spend $40 on the show I want to see it but I watch a pay-per-view every month plus other content for $9.99 a month. So in my head, it's a little steep, man. And, and maybe I'm wrong, but with the access they had with the ticket prices being where they were, I mean, they were pretty reasonable. Like, and obviously they're trying to sell this arena out, so it does make sense. But like, in this day and age, is forty dollars too much to ask for a special event like this? It might be. 
it might I don't personally think it's too much when a UFC fight costs you 50 bucks it's a valid point but the only way you can watch a UFC fight is to pay for the paper and the only way you can watch this is to pay for the pay-per-view right but pro wrestling in general you have the WWE Network you have New Japan World and you have Honor Club I don't know anything about Honor Club but I, I, I don't either. World. I don't either. I know. I know. I know. I know. Japan, I know Japan World. World's ten bucks a month, or roughly, and uh, WWE Network's ten bucks a month. So you, you get where I'm coming with this. WWE Network's dead ass free if you could come up with interesting new fucking email addresses that haven't been taken every month. <laughs> Not that I do I that. that. I've been a paying subscriber on. since before it was even like a thing you could watch. Yep. Same thing here. So, I mean, I guess my point was, I mean, they're going to sell a lot of these, but, and, and I thought I was going back, no, I don't even, it wasn't an argument on Twitter, it was someone was kind of saying what I was saying, like, I don't know, that's a little steep, and I said, look, you know, someone was kind of saying it's not, and it, it, you can come from both sides, but I basically said like this, I love pro wrestling, but I don't have enough invested in these guys for me to put forty dollars down. Ten to twenty, I totally do it. But forty, I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I would pay forty for this, but that's because like I'm invested in this shit, you know. And also, I take my role here seriously. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Mike? I am the guy that watches these things. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I thought we all knew this. We were all aware of this. I'm the guy that watches these things for us. You are. You are. So, so I, I, I feel know, like, like I would pay for it. But I see where you're coming from, man. I see why you, who's someone who just, like, essentially, like you described it, you really only watch matches when I tell you you've got to watch a match. And right. you basically just ask me every now and again what's going on. And then I keep up on YouTube. Yeah, find stuff you, on YouTube. Yeah, and you free. do. And I'll be honest, you watch Being the Elite more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> so there so, so I can see where you're coming from. I also pay for New Japan World and WWE. So 40 bucks is like an awful lot for me to have to swing. Like that's like is that 60 bucks a month on wrestling. Right. Uh I don't right. I don't know, man. I might just figure out how to work that fire stick I've got. Well, <laughs> that could be a whole other conversation and not even meaning about stealing shows. <laughs> Figure out how to work the fire stick, Mike. Okay. I mean, I've got... Never mind. Don't worry about what I've got, people. <laughs> well, it's something else. And, Look, okay, know, I hacked not... the motherfucker, all right. I tried to pirate shit. I didn't care for there it. I didn't like the way it looked. So if anybody's listening and trying to prosecute me over this, I'm sorry. I didn't care for it. I tried it out for like two days it wasn't for me like, now i just pay like, now i just use it for services i pay for like hbo no, netflix hulu you. wwe new japan i pay for things god damn it i bought i bought infinity war on itunes for 20 fucking dollars i paid 20 fucking dollars for a movie i don't even have a hard copy of <laughs> you'll be i pay for things you're fine I pay $10 a month for Apple Music. I pay to stream music. Everybody else does it for free. I pay for it. You're fine. 
Okay. <laughs> so, and, and like, I'm not trying to. I, I want to make it clear. Fucking Metallica. Yeah, fuck Metallica. They're the reason for this. I, I want to be clear, and I want everyone to understand that. I'm impressed with what these guys have done with All In. I mean, it's already sold out. They already done made their money. So if they don't sell a ton of pay-per-views, who the hell cares in all honesty? That being said, you know, this is an amazing accomplishment. But I had to laugh at this, and I had to bring this to you, Mike, because it's just the other part of the conversation. You know, for some reason, in this wrestling world, a lot of people find it impossible for to like everything. Like, you can't like everything, obviously. If you're a WWE guy, then you have to hate Ring of Honor or New Japan. And if you're a New Japan guy or a Ring of Honor guy, then you have to hate WWE and everything that they stand for and do, which it just does not compute in my head. But somebody made a point, and I apologize if this person happens to hear this, and I didn't give them credit. I'm sorry. I When I read it, I laughed, and then the more I thought about it, I was like, that's a, such a valid, good point. And then I couldn't find who it was. But someone on Twitter basically said this. That if, say at SummerSlam, WWE was to present Magnus versus Stardust, all the people that are dying and clamoring to get to the all-in show would shit all over that match. I, would they not? I love that fucking tweet, man. I love that tweet. When you sent me the screen capture of it, Oh my god, I just enjoyed it so, so, so much. Because it's so true. If they, literally, it if is. WWE was having Magnus versus Stardust, people would shit all over it. All over it. All over it. All over it. <laughs> if it was for the Intercontinental title, they'd say it was disrespect to the title. Yep. I just think it's funny how you look at people differently. Like, you know, and I didn't want to get, like, I didn't have this in the conversation, but there was recent, uh, recently it was said that, like, New Japan's going to start cracking down on the way these guys do promos and the language they use and how they are on Twitter because of the Tomatonga drama, because of some of the other things that are going on. And I saw a story where it was like, well, you know, this is really going to hurt Juice Robinson and the way he does his promo and I just I want to be honest with you man like and I'm not trying to take a shot at anyone but if you have to swear in a promo to make people clamor for you then you're not probably honestly that good at a promo because Tomasa Ciampa is the greatest heel in professional wrestling right now and he doesn't say one swear word uh, it's all on actions, and it's all on the way that he carries himself. As someone who swears a lot... Oh, I do too, and I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying. No, I don't either. Um, I 100% agree with you. If you have to rely on swear words, then you're probably not very good at your job. Right. However, I, mean, it... I however, there are people that I enjoy like have you ever seen any of Kevin Steen's PWG promos I have not I've posted a couple to the page before okay. he excessively uses the F word and says nonsense 
talks about fucking people in the ass. And it's him and the Young Bucks, and they're just saying, like, nonsense and just using the F word flippantly. And it's hilarious because they're funny guys, right? Right. He's a hell of a promo already. If he's allowed to act like a hilarious fool swearing, it's going to be funny. And for a different version of that, I like seeing Chris Jericho come out now and tell Naito he's going to fuck him up and calling him a little bitch because I've seen Chris Jericho in the WWE system for the last 20 years and it's nice to see a different side of this guy but we already know Chris Jericho is a hell of a promo right so it's nice to see a different side he doesn't need to do it it. but seeing that he can and can still do it eloquently without just dropping them constantly he puts them where they need to be it's nice to see someone that I've been a huge fan of do something that he's not been allowed to do and do it very well so right. there, right. there. I it's an interesting thing for me because I, I do agree that it can become a crutch. So I don't want them to do away with it totally. It's a nice way to make themselves stand out from WWE. But yes. if you want to compete for that market, eh, you gotta tone it down a little bit, I guess. But it's disappointing right. to me. I enjoy watching a wrestling product for adults. Yeah, yeah, no, and I agree with all that, and I just think it's just funny because, you know, people, when this story comes out, people are like, oh my god, they're going to ruin our wrestling, and it's just like, look, wrestling's wrestling, you can like New Japan, you can like Ring of Honor, you can like WWE, you can like them all on different levels, and you can like different things and dislike different things about each one of them, and I don't know why we can't do that, and why we can't be happy with that, but I guess when it's all said and done... I know we got off a little bit off the topic of All In, but these are all the same guys. They all compete in either Ring of Honor or New Japan, or sometimes maybe even a couple of weeks of underground stars here and there. It's this All In event. Is this the markiest pro is being tagged as the biggest indie show in the world or in history? Is this really just the markiest show in history? Oh, God, yes. This whole thing was built on Mark. Smarks. IWC Marks. Like, this whole thing was built on those guys. Like, this whole thing. I'm not talking shit. This thing would have my money. It would. It really would. The whole fucking weekend. If I lived in Chicago, I'd be there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, there's no, no doubt. I'm like, you. I'm totally, like, 100% in on this. So I'm not talking shit. But, yeah, this is the smarkiest thing that's ever been done ever. I'm with you. I am with you. And I just think... It's funny because you just you just kind of leave it to the point of it does not matter. And I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna say this before it even happens. It doesn't matter what they do on this show. The IWC is going to talk about how this was the greatest show ever put on until the until the supercard with matches that some of them maybe don't even have a story behind them with. You know, card a card that hasn't even necessarily been built yet. It's going to be the greatest show that anyone's ever seen, and that's just what it's going to be. And as someone, it's not necessarily. I want to say I'm not in that club, even though I like that club. It's it's, it's going to get irritating, but I'm just going to let it go and be where it needs to be. Oh yeah, man. I mean, it's cool. It'll have like 
three or four five-star matches, so... <laughs> oh, Moses is gonna love it. Oh, yeah. He's probably gonna be at ringside. He's gonna, like, I bet... I bet you'll actually catch a few shots of him literally jacking off at ringside. <laughs> taking notes and jacking it at the same time. He's ambidextrous. <laughs> All I know is there he was. would obviously rate it higher, higher as a show overall if it was taking place in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. You can't jack off in the Tokyo Dome. Though. Frown upon it. Take wrestling more serious, though. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> that felt good. There it was, man. There was the weird high point of the show. I could feel, uh. feel that that was it. And now the bricks begin to fall. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. And as I said last time, we're going to keep this wrestling thing rolling. Yeah, we're going to keep talking about wrestling, guys. Let's we're write. definitely going to keep talking about wrestling, man. For sure. For sure. Hang tight, guys. We'll be right back. Paul, I really appreciate you being able to sit down with me tonight. Now, last week when Monday Night Raw ended, it appeared that you and your client... Sorry that um, Brock Lesnar and yourself have severed your business ties. Where do you and Brock Lesnar stand right now? I don't know. Brock Lesnar has disconnected his phone number, and I've tried to reach him through intermediaries, and I, I, I don't know where we stand. So you've not spoken to Brock Lesnar at all since last week? No. Okay. Uh, well, Paul, I am. And, and, and not that I haven't wanted to, but obviously he doesn't want to take my phone call. Paul, I You don't have a problem with this, guys, to be honest. Um, Rock's not going to like this. I mean, I'm, I'm out here talking to the public about this. This is kind of like a private matter. It's just going to piss him off more. We can go from your point of view if you like. I mean, it seemed abundantly clear last week that Brock Lesnar does not consider you his friend, that you're his employee. Do you consider Brock Lesnar? You're really enjoying this, aren't you? Like I have this coming. Like no. I deserve this. Paul, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of what exactly happened between you and Brock. So am I. So do you consider Brock Lesnar a friend of yours? Yes, I do. And my children consider his children to be their friends. I don't want anybody close to my family. He certainly doesn't anybody close to his family. This is not how I envisioned it ending. The Universal Championship of one shoulder, the UFC title over the other, and me standing behind him, proclaiming to the world the reigning Paul, at this point in Brock Lesnar's career, do you think that he still needs Paul Heyman? Paul, do you want to take a minute? Come on. Do it. Just do it. Do your job. You spent a lot of time here. Hypothetically, if Brock Lesnar was not around, 
Is there anybody else here that maybe you have your eye on as a potential client? Wouldn't that question be inconceivable a week ago? Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be? Sure. This whole situation is inconceivable to me. How can I, how can I just go with somebody else? Just interchangeable? Okay, well, um, SummerSlam, this is my final question to you. Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, who's gonna walk away the winner? I've known Brock Lesnar for 16 years. I've been through every up and down that he has accomplished and that he has suffered, and I've never seen Brock Lesnar like this. I've never seen him more driven. I've never seen him more focused. And I know this isn't a word we like to use around here. I've never seen him more violent. Against this Brock Lesnar? Roman Reigns doesn't stand a chance. I'm Wait, you were just gonna say something, unless what? Unless what, though? Unless Roman Reigns says what? Holy shit, man. Can you believe that? God. That was some intense Paul? shit, folks. Can you believe what your ears just heard? Wow. Paul fucking Heyman. I mean, is there any other way to say it? No. I mean, this... This promo... From Raw... Best promo of the last 20 years... I mean, I'm best not going to argue that. Absolutely. Best interview of the last 20 interview years. Interview promo. Whatever best you want Best interview call it. of wrestling ever. Best, like, it ranks up there with Brett Screwed Brett, right? Yeah, it has to, right? Yes, it does. I, I mean, you got Paul Heyman in complete character. He had stubble on his face. I don't know what the hell he did to his eyes. I don't know if he went and hung out cocaine. with RVD for This dude like did an hour. cocaine for four days. <laughs> Fucking poked himself in the eye. Something, man. But he looked like absolute shit. He sounded, and I mean that in the best possible way, he sounded like his heart was literally broken. And you also, in this moment, have to give props to Renee Young, the way she handled herself the way the interview was conducted. What, if if this does not get you invested in the Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar match, then there is no chance that you're going to be invested in this. Oh, none. 
None. If this didn't pique your interest, at least in the at least a little bit, uh, then get yeah. You might as well. Why are you watching? Don't watch. Yeah, because you're just wasting your time. This guy put it all out there. You know, we've heard how many times the you know the Paul Heyman ECW raw raw speeches in the back before they had a show, and that these guys would just eat up everything this guy said and believe everything he said and believe in the company because of the way Paul Heyman talked. And this right here is, a, like, it's like we got to see that in, like, a peek behind the curtain. You know what I mean, Mike? Like, granted, it wasn't him rallying the troops to uh, to do a great show. This was him rallying the fans to understand the immense importance of this SummerSlam match. To plant little intricate things that, you know, are we going to see this or are we going to see that? Just the the question marks of why and how and what and who. I, all all, all, all the, the questions you're supposed to ask as a reporter, this just kind of threw all them out and blew them up in your face. And if you, you know, paid attention to the end that was a, a, actually a WWE exclusive, he says, you know, he goes on to say, like, but unless, because Roman's not going to win, unless, and then leaves Renee hanging. And how great was that, man? Dude, he just... Okay, so going in, this is, like, pretty standard. We were like, okay, so Roman, Brock again. Maybe this time Roman slays the beast. But it seems more likely he's probably going to get trounced again. And now there's so many what-ifs and variables just from that one interview where you're like, oh, yep. man, so anything can happen. And even if they go with something lame and standard, at least they gave us something different to go with the build-up to where there was the possibility of options. I'll take a story right. that ends the same way, but at least, like, had some mystery to it. Right, Every yeah, story absolutely. That just plays itself out. Like, I don't want to see WrestleMania build up again. Right, and I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, dude, there's no, like, they did this WWE exclusive little clip for a reason. Whether it's to be a complete red herring which would be awesome, let's be honest. I'd be okay with that, especially if it's a red herring, and I hate to say this, man, and Brock Lesnar flipping wins. Or if it is a legit, like, here's an idea, guys. Like, something's going to happen, whether it's some kind of weird thing with Paul and Brock that keeps Brock with that title, or whether it's a KO cash-in and he's a Paul Heyman guy, whether, like we talked last week, or whether it's a... Roman victory because he's a Paul Heyman guy or whether it's a Paul's going to bring the shield back and now they're all Paul Heyman guys think about that they kind of started under Paul they were CM Punk's henchmen right I never even considered the shield as CM as like Paul Heyman guys that's interesting well another thing and again I apologize somebody pointed this out in a group or on Twitter or something in that last clip, and obviously, this is a podcast, so if you didn't watch the interview, go watch it. 
when it does, when when Paul gives that whole unless he and he walks away and he leaves Renee kind of hanging, the and this could just be people picking up on things, but if you watch, the camera focuses on Renee, and then you see her pull her hand up where her wedding ring is into the shot, and as the camera moves up, her hand keeps coming up to keep that damn red wedding ring in focus. And we all know who she's married to. Stop. Stop. When I heard this for the first time thrown out to us, that was my first thought. It was just like, stop. That's what I thought, too. Go, just But then when stop. I watched it, and no, looked for it. stop. Stop. Like, you guys are, like, looking at it like, you guys are seriously, okay. Here's why this is nothing, okay? This was coincidental and accidental, right? As it very well could be. No, this is why, like, no, this is why it is. I'm going to tell you why it okay. is, okay? Because you guys are looking at, like, some shit that, like, if it's really what you think it is... This is like some nuanced uh, Stanley Kubrick-esque fucking filmmaking. <laughs> like, do you understand what you're fucking implying right now? Is that these guys have suddenly just started like making the most nuanced fucking like uh, promos of all time? Like, they've got real fucking filmmakers in here and shit now. Like, because that's what you're fucking implying. Or is it right. more likely that this is a total fucking accident? When put it like that, definitely could be which scenario seems more likely? That it was a total accident. Okay. But... No, dude. But... Oh. Could it be? No. I mean, I'm not saying it could, like... Okay. Could it be Dean Ambrose? Yes. Was that what they were doing with the ring thing right there? No. No. Not at <laughs> all. Not at all. And I hate that if it is Dean Ambrose, that's going to be pointed out as like a thing forever. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, it was one of our uh, Near Fall MVPs, Dave, that uh, sent the story right up that had this in it. And that was, I don't know if this was uh, Instagram or, no, it wasn't Instagram, but whoever this must have been a message board from a D underscore generate underscore girl. So creative name there, chick. Um, but yeah, that was that was her thought. Assuming degenerate girl is a actual female, um, it's not a bad theory. But like, like Mike, like you just said, like if that happened and it wasn't an accident, you'd be surprised. Was it spelled with a it U? Like, was it spelled with a U, degenerate girl? It was not. It, it was, I actually think that it was G-R-L. Oh, that was a, that's a girl. That's how, like, <laughs> girls that want to... That's how you tell? That's how girls that think they're interesting or, like, want to be interesting <laughs> spell it. <laughs> but... They have low self-esteem and multicolored hair. And are easy, <laughs> and are generally easy to have sex with if you tell them they're interesting. Wow. Just saying. <laughs> so, you can take that take that information and do with it what you will. Take it as you will. But anyway. So, no, not as you will. Do with it what you will. 
do with it what you will. Ah, I see what you're getting at. I see. <laughs> I've just given you gold, okay? If you're into weird chicks, I've just given you gold. So, but I think the whole the whole sweeping thing of this, Mike, is just, man, how good is Paul Heyman? Regardless of where this leads, regardless of the outcome of this match, it got my hopes up even more. I was not excited for this match, although I was like, there could be interesting things with the whole development with Brock and Paul, obviously. And then this just adds another layer, plants more seeds, and dude, I'm excited about it now. I think we've officially can close the chapter on the Heyman Heenan debate. Oh. Bobby Heenan couldn't have done that, man. He just couldn't. Bobby Heenan. That is some bold Bobby, words. Bobby Mike. Heenan couldn't have done that, man. And I'll be honest, I was Heenan up to this point. I really don't think Bobby Heenan would have been capable of something like that. Is Paul Heyman the best? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, that rough show up, guys. Is Paul Heyman the best actor in pro wrestling? Yeah. Right now. Maybe ever. I don't think anyone else could have done that promo last night. I really don't. Not, it just was... Not the way he sold it, man. Complete investment. Like I said, the, 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 the stubble, the disheveled kind of look. The, the eye, I mean, I literally watched that and believed every single word that he said. He looked like a bag of shit. Yes. Yes. Yes, he did. And, and I mean, you can't, you, I can't sit here, you can't sit here, we just can't praise it and give Paul Heyman enough credit for the way this came off. And again, I don't want to take anything away from Renee because she played the role so well that it elevated him, which is what a supporting actor is supposed to do, in case you weren't aware. Oh, yeah, let's not forget about her. Because she... What, what did you say? Something about you loved the way she looked annoyed at the end? And the camera just there focused was like on her a, and yeah, how irritated she was. For like a was. half a second. She does like great facial features at the end of interviews. She, she does. Where, But this one, there was a half a second where the camera was on her, where she just looked like the most... like vaguely annoyed person in the world like she wasn't completely annoyed she was just like vaguely annoyed and in that moment she was the most vaguely annoyed person on the face of the planet just like uh uh and then kicked right back into looking like you know sometimes she gives that confused look or sometimes she looks at him like she's like a 12 year old girl in love <laughs> It's really weird. She goes through all these weird looks, but she's like a master of these looks. But she gave this like super annoyed look. It was great. It, it was. And oh, is that thunder? That was thunder. You know what they wow. say? Wow. Where there's thunder, there's lightning. I mean, generally that's how it works. Yay, science. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what else to say about this, Mike. Like. We just saw possibly the promo. 
I keep saying promo. It was an interview, but it's a, it's wrestling, so it's all promos. We saw the promo slash interview storyline of possibly our lifetime, and I'll, I'll be bold enough to say that this. Let me say this. It'll always be a fantastic interview. The outcome of this match will determine how much it's remembered. Wouldn't you agree? Isn't that fair to say? Yeah, I'd say that's fair. So if there's a crazy thing that goes down at SummerSlam involving this Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar match that has just happens to have Paul some way, shape, or form involved in it, and people like it, or even if they really hate it, it's going to determine how memorable this is. But is it important? Absolutely. And this was just masterfully done by Paul Heyman, Renee Young, and the WWE production team. We've got to give them credit, too. And they don't get a credit, enough credit when they do things right. And this is what happens when effort is put into something. And this is why, and I can see this is why people get frustrated because when you see something that good and not everything is even close to hitting a mid part of that level, it does become frustrating because you see the potential of what they can do, man. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't even have anything more to add to that, I don't think. Once again, I've done this flawlessly and wrapped everything up in a tight little bow. Gift wrap it for all you beautiful people to listen to. Yeah, you're a master at that. You really are. <laughs> I'm a master of something. Something. I don't know if it's that. But I try very, very hard. Mike, I, uh, it taps me out, man. You got anything else to add? Uh, I have a couple oh, things. I know you do. I have a couple things. I know you do. Here we go. First of all, first of all, I've got uh, coming soon. We all know. Uh, Coming soon. We all know. It's not happening. Shoot at the mothership. Uh, Nope. uh, Shoot at the mothership. An in-depth dissection of WCW. uh, Saturday night, home of the mothership here on TBS at the 5 p.m. standings Mm -hmm. time. Home with our own shooter. And feeling the burn. Feeling the burn. That's the theme song, by the way. Uh, Feeling the burn. Deep down inside. Letting the fire take over Just a long for the ride That's the theme song. Um, see? We've made progress on this shit, people. This isn't just some fucking, like, jerk-off session I do every episode. Uh, it's exactly what it is. And Feeling the Burn... Uh, what's Feeling the Burn called again? Feeling the Burn is your show, man. Come on, help me out. Feeling the Burn. Uh... <sighs> The first one's an in-depth... Uh, something, something, Sunday Night Heat. Yeah, something. So it's basically the same gig, but about su- Sunday Night Heat. It's coming soon. You guys know what we're talking about. Also, um, uh, aside from that, hey, man, I've got two things. I'm going to give you two options, okay? Okay. One, I'm Tony <laughs> Schiavone, and you're Mike Tanay. Or, you're Tony Schiavone, and I'm Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, I like option two. Sweet. <laughs> I was hoping you'd pick that one. Alright, that's all I got. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, 
don't hold your breath, guys. Uh, you will be dead because daddy doesn't have time for all this shit. Well, obviously, don't hold your breath. It takes a while to put two shows together, but he's got three in the can of each. Uh, I don't know where this can is, but we better find it. Don't let him bullshit you. They're on your hard drive, dude. Quit being a dick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I told you, Mike, I'm just going to like keep the edit of this and just put it at the end of every show just to make you happy and make you do less talking. I mean... I you're... I know your voice gets raspy. No, it can't be fake. I don't want these people to think I we're mean, giving them fake the updates here. The potential of this show actually coming to fruition is fake. Oh, I don't know, man. What if they said that was the only way we could do all in? Oh, then I'm all about it. Okay. All right. Well, there you go, people. <laughs> Guys, I say it officially all about it. You heard it. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. We love you guys. You're beautiful. Have a great week. Thanks for nothing. You're dismissed. Bye-bye.